Today's episode from The Vault is Red Shoe Manifesto. This was first released November 30th, 2018, and it talks a little bit about Michelle's story and what's so significant about the red shoes. This was early on in our podcasting, and so the sound quality isn't great, so I apologize, but the content is amazing. Enjoy. further up and further in. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey Amy. Hey podcast world. For those of you um, listening that have had a chance to meet Michelle or spend some time with her, you may have noticed or heard about her beautiful red shoes. And your red shoes are not just a fashion choice. They have real significance for you. Would you like to share about that? Sure. I'll tell you the red shoe story. We had talked about introducing ourselves in a big story, and I can't do that. Um, We're going on half a century here, people. There's a lot of stories, and they'll come out. But the red shoes are hugely significant in my further up and further in journey. All my life, as a young person, I was incredibly painfully shy in public, which is funny because at home I was like the comedian, stand-up comedy with my extended family. No problem. But out in public with other people, just like shrivel up and die. Don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Don't see me. Super interesting dichotomy there, hey? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of stories on that journey. and But one of the ways this really manifested was at school, I could never, ever stand up in front of people and be seen and do any kind of a presentation. So that's a bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. Most classes expect you to present things to the class from time to time. And I would always end up in the bathroom, like sobbing my eyeballs out, sometimes throwing up, sometimes like almost fainting, passing out. Which would seem to teachers like I was just being dramatic and throwing a fit. Mm. (laughs) Yay, Mm -hmm. parent-teacher meetings. (laughs) So, you know, how do you discipline this out of a child? How do you make them want to do it? You know, I look back, and this has sure shaped some of my parenting, actually, that there was really a strategy of the enemy in my life to keep me hidden. Mm -hmm. And that fear of man and what people would think and shame Those voices were so, so loud. They were actually incapacitating, incapacitating. So I don't know how this works. Like, how does the enemy know, you know, looking at our cute little kids, how does he know what purpose and plan Mm -hmm. God has for them? Because he's not all powerful. Only God is. That's right. He is not all powerful. He's not all knowing, but there must be some way that it shows up, you know, that this person is created for because all the assault of the enemy that I can see in those early decades, (laughs) not just years, decades of my life was all about keeping me hidden and quiet. And God had this like destiny plan and purpose for me to be someone who proclaims his Mm -hmm. goodness and who he is. Mm -hmm. Well, red shoes are not hidden or quiet or any of that. Yeah. So how'd those come about? (laughs) That is the point with the red shoes. Exactly the point. So fast forward through this long healing journey where Jesus sets me free of fear and shame and pain and, you know, the million voices trying to quiet me. 
it's the funny thing, Amy, about freedom is you know full well, oh man, that's why we've called this further up and further in. There's always more. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Yeah. right? We're so excited about that. Growing is fun. So I had gotten, you know, to this wonderful healing point in my journey. I'm in my 40s. I feel like I'm flourishing and full of vitality. The great longing and desire of my heart is to continually spread the good news. There's healing for your broken heart. Mm-hmm. And there's restoration. And I was doing this in lots of small ways and loving it. I was working as an instructor, uh, English language instructor for um, recent immigrants. Loved it. It was the perfect blend of so many things for me. I thought I'd do it forever. And uh, this job opening came up at the church for another associate pastor. And man, Amy, the most, the unedited first thought, you know how your heart just leaps within you sometimes? Mm-hmm. I was just like, I want to do that. And then I was like, no, I don't. And I'm not even kidding you, Amy, for months, I spent this, all my quiet time in my head arguing with this. I want this. And here is the 59 reasons I don't want this. I don't want to be associated with pastors. I don't want to be put in a box. I don't want to be limited in how people see me. I don't want to deal with all the crap that pastors have to deal with. Mm -hmm. Like, Like arguing in my head forever. And at the same time, there's this aching longing. I was made for this. I mean, I don't know if you've ever fought in your head with God for months, but I did. Mm-hmm. It's not the first time in my life either. Yeah. I, I hope those fights get shorter because <laughs> he's always going to keep calling me to more. That's challenging, right? And so literally within a month of the first time this thought crosses my mind, I am praying with two of my friends about something else. And one of them gets this funny look on her face. And she's just one of those people. And you're like, what's going on? She goes, I just have this funny picture in my head every time I close my eyes. I see um, an angel standing in front of you holding out a pair of shoes and you don't, you don't want them. You're saying, I don't want them because they're too big for me. Oh, and you're thinking, oh, Oh. (laughs) yeah, exactly that word. (laughs) That is exactly the word in my head. I knew like, bam, instant. This is talking about that role of associate pastor. And I do think those shoes don't fit me, but I want them really badly. So being me, I'm flippant and funny and just trying to push off the feeling. So I just like offhandedly say, oh, what color are the shoes? Ha ha. Because I love shoes. I have maybe a problem with shoes, but I don't want to deal with it. So that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Denial is totally fine in certain situations. Certain situations, <laughs> right? Yes. Hear us say that loud and yeah. clear. So she says, oh, they're red. And what happened when she said red? Amy, it's Jesus knows us, right? He knows the secret things of our hearts. I do love shoes. I'm also Dutch. Red is not sensible for me. It doesn't match everything. It's not practical to buy red shoes. But every time I go to shoe stores, I would look at red shoes and think they are so beautiful and so bold. I could never wear them, but I want to. Mm. And it's like Jesus knows stuff about us. So she says they're red high heels. And I just get like this punch in the gut feeling. Yeah. 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 I secretly long to show up so bold and brave that I could wear red high heels and not even be shocked. Mm -hmm. So that was all fun and lovely. And I wrote it in my journal and did nothing but argue with Jesus for a few more months. I know. And in that time that went kind of over the summer. So it's like May over the summer. A friend who doesn't live anywhere near me and knows, you know, we, we're like Facebook friends practically now. Yeah. She sends me a, a message saying, I had a dream about you last night and I don't remember all the details. I just remember you were wearing these beautiful red shoes. And so, you're like, uh Yeah, crap. Right? Like, it's just this mixture of Jesus is so 
beautiful and kind. He yeah. doesn't coerce us. No. But he does woo us. Oh, yeah. He does. Compellingly. He's... And I just felt like the moth drawn to the flame. Like, I could never do that. And I want to so badly. And why mm-hmm. do I want to? Because I feel like it will destroy me. I don't feel like I have what it takes for this. So I didn't say a word for a couple more months. And finally, I brought it up with one friend I dared. And uh, she didn't laugh me out of town. She says, I've been wondering if you'd ever come around to this. Which was... <laughs> Go ahead and laugh. Uh, that makes me laugh. I know. Because I watch other people and I know exactly how this goes. But when you're living it in your own story, it's hard. You can't see your blind spots. Yeah. Can't see your blind spots. So, um, I finally then say it to the lead pastor the day the job opening is closed. It's been six months. And I finally like tiptoe in and say, Hey, and I mean, I'm in the church 25 hours a week by now. I volunteer all the time. This is my heart and soul. Love it. But this was a big step. So I mentioned it to him and he's just like, Oh my goodness. I've been praying for six months that you would say yes to this. And I told Amy, I kid you not. I went in there with a very serious thought. He's going to laugh at me. Mm. And I'm going to put him in this really awkward position where he has to figure out how to say no. Yeah. And still look you in the face on Sunday. Right. And for the next everlasting weeks of our lives, because I'm not going anywhere soon. So that was like, wow, validating. And so then I had to go through this really rigorous process that would establish the fact that I'm called to this and not just a shoe in because it's convenient and they got no other applicants. They actually did. They had 18 other ones. And so in the whole process of that, one day I was going to preach, speak, preach. Nope, let's just call it preaching. You were going to preach. exactly what it was. I was a woman who was going to preach in our church. And part of it, I was going to tell a bit of my testimony and establish how I feel called to this. And we always meet in an office and pray together before the service. And a couple of people from the prayer team show up. And there's a guy. He's in there. And I've not shared the red shoe thing with anybody. This is just private. And it's between me and Jesus. And, uh... It just makes me laugh because sometimes colors are hard for guys. Yeah. (laughs) And he said, man, as I'm praying for you, Michelle, I'm just cheering you on a boldness. And I keep on seeing you with this really bright pair of shoes on. So I keep opening my eyes and looking at you and you're wearing black shoes. But in every time I close my eyes, I see you with this really bright, it's like kind of like they're not really pink, but they're not really. And I was like, John, are they red? And he goes, yeah, like they are red, actually. They're red, right? I don't know if he's trying to find magenta. Like, who knows? Burgundy. (laughs) Burgundy. It was out of the boy range of color descriptions. Sorry, guys. And uh, I just laughed out loud. And I said, that is such a message from God to my heart, John. Thank you. Which is so cool for him to experience that. So, yeah. So, that was my third red shoe Mm -hmm. word. And I often find God speaks in threes. Yeah. Yeah. So, the long short of it is I did get hired. And I started thinking, I actually need to buy a pair of red shoes. So then I started talking about it with a few of my close friends. Funny thing is, one of my very dearest, closest friends says, what? You're you're looking for a pair of red shoes? And I'm like, yeah, I need red high heels. You know the red shoe story. And she just went, red high heels? That's like hookers. <laughs> for me, in the organization we're in, it's a bit on the edge for a woman to be preaching anyway. So not only am I going to show up and preach, I'm going to show up and preach in in hooker shoes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So there we have it. You know, the red shoes are really about, I'm not hiding anymore. Mm. I'm showing up and you're going to see me and I have something to say Mm -hmm. and I can't be hidden. It's so for me about showing up and not being hidden. So if you want to check out my blog, wildobedience.com. There's a picture of the red shoes I ended up with. And I looked for a long time and couldn't find the right ones. And then one day. One day, right before my official ordination, which was two years after I'd started working. But the day I became reverend, um, 
Just a few days before that, I found this pair of red shoes. And then when I saw them, I knew they were the shoes. So the, mm-hmm. there's a picture of those on the blog. But that's kind of my story. And also on your blog, wildobedience.com, you have another, you have a blog co- post called Red Shoe Manifesto. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me laugh. I'm laughing because someone said to me, you should write a Red Shoe Manifesto. And I just ripped off a bunch of stuff in my journal because the idea captivated me. And then I didn't share it. Mm. Which is total. Which kind of sounds like being hidden and keep quiet and shh. Yeah. Not showing up because it wasn't perfect yet. Yeah. I knew there was more to write. Mm. And so it, I was actually just a few days ago that I sat down and thought, I should do something with that because the whole idea is not being hidden. Yeah. I'm in a process. I'm on a journey. Those red shoes are on a path. But that path isn't going to end for me, Amy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus is going to keep on calling me to places that require more courage and vulnerability. And I'm not there yet, but I'm here today. Mm. And what if what I have to say today is helpful to somebody? Yeah. So what's on your red shoe manifesto? (laughs) My red shoe manifesto. One, Jesus loves me, which is so Sunday school, but it's not Mm -hmm. when you begin to internalize it. Yeah. And not just that he loves me, but he likes me. That's a big, like in my mind, that's actually a big differentiation. It's a huge, huge difference, which leads me to point two. If he likes me, I'm going to be genuine. Mm-hmm. And all of us genuine, let's face it. I mean, I'm just talking for me, but I see it in you. Yeah. We're a little quirky. We have strengths, we have weaknesses, and we have needs. Mm-hmm. And needs are not weaknesses. Don't, two different things. Two different things. Mm-mm. I need food. That's not a weakness, yeah. right? But my soul also needs things. Mm-hmm. And owning that, being genuine about it, not being hidden, that's part of my manifesto. I got to show up and acknowledge all of these things about me. It's confident and it's humble. It's not proud. Mm-hmm. I am beloved and I'm a little weird. Mm. That's mm-hmm. kind of my, my sub, my byline there. The third one is I'll take risks. They're worth it. And I, and you know, in some ways, Amy, you've really inspired me in the risk thing. And we've mm-hmm. talked about this where we tell your story in mm-hmm. a, in a podcast, but risks are always worth it. I'm going to learn something. If I fall miserably on my face or I soar, both are worth it. I'm going to learn something. Mm-hmm. I'm a lifelong learner. Uh, fourth one is I'll say what I mean and mean what I say. Mm-hmm. So in my hidden years, there's this indirect way of speaking and saying things, afraid of what people, and I'm like, no, I'm going to show up and I'm going to say what I mean. And I'm also going to mean what I say. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to me. If I say something to you, I might need to edit how I say it so that you understand what I'm trying to say, but my internal filter will not be anything other than, I mean, I mean what I say. Mm-hmm. Uh, fifth one's huge for me. An invitation given or, see, or, or received is just an invitation. It's not an obligation. I lived so much of my life feeling yeah. like an obligation and feeling obligated to other people. Mm-hmm. And man, just changing that language. I'm invited to this, but I'm not obligated to this really set me free of a lot of stuff. And oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I'm free of those things, I can show up with my red shoes on, mm-hmm. not tripping and stumbling over all the hidden things. Six, the question, who do you think you are? It's a challenge. For me to just own my greatness. Mm. And even saying that now, I get this little funny feeling in me. Yeah, I can tell. As soon as you like started <laughs> saying it, your face kind of flickered. Yeah. And I, those words, who do you think they are? Who do you think you are? They have shown up in my head and my heart my whole life. Every time I want to show up or every time Jesus is calling me to show up, the words, who do you think you are? They're there. And because I know my weaknesses, 
I feel like the enemy just knows how to push the button to make me hide again. Mm. For you to back down mm-hmm. instead of rise up. Mm-hmm. So as soon as now I recognize who do you think you are, I'm like, whoa, hold on. Challenge accepted. I know who I am. Mm -hmm. I'm quirky and funny and weird and really, really wonderful and loved. And I have something to give. So I'm going to show up, Mm -hmm. which is seven. And for me, some of these might sound like repeating themselves. I just know my journey. And seven is I will not withdraw. Mm. I get to the point where I would show up physically, but still emotionally holding back and withdrawing. I'm not going to stir up anything that could be conflict. I'm not going to show up with a different opinion. I'm not going to disturb the status quo. Or if I feel uncomfortable with you, I'm just going to hide. Yeah. Peace be, out. Yep. Peace out. Right. My happy face is present. You've yeah. seen me do this. And I'm not there on the inside. I am locked down. The moat is, you know, the drawbridge is up. The doors are slammed shut. I can be smiling on the outside. And I just started to recognize that that was just another layer for me (laughs) going further up and further in. I don't need to just physically show up with my red shoes on. I need to like have my heart open. Mm -hmm. And that's risky. Sometimes there's conflict. Some people don't like what I say. All of those things. But I have to show up. Because if I don't show up, something valuable is missing. Mm Mm-hmm. And so as we're listening to the Red Shoe Manifesto, I think there are some applications for other people too in this. I mean, they don't have to call it a Red Shoe Manifesto because that holds maybe not any meaning for them. Right. To take some time and to be really clear on who is Jesus calling you to be Mm -hmm. and what parts of your story and what parts of your um, experience and personality are essential for you to show up with. Mm. And I mean, cause we all have a wide variety and I mean, so many of those I could pick and be like, yeah, that's, that's mine. But what are the ones that are like, I'm going to be fierce about because mm-hmm. I recognize the strategy of the enemy in the past mm-hmm. and no more. Yeah. And that it's something when we write things down and are really clear, yeah. it's so tangible and easier to be like, no, no, no. I wrote down yeah. that I will show up yeah. and I love well yeah. and I am well loved. Hey, that's that like is part of your man. 100%. It's on my fridge. Yeah. Say it again. I love it. Every time you say it, I feel it. Yeah. I love well and I am well loved. Yeah. That it's like, it's written there. You can't, it's tangible and it does something different in our brains than just thinking it. But to speak it out loud Mm -hmm. and to see it in print solidifies the neurological connections or whatever the scientific words are. Yep. And every time someone shows up in your house, they see those words. They're public on the fridge. So it kind of is risking again, but it's so out there that I'm owning it. Yeah. We are body, soul, and spirit. You know, and my spirit is fully alive and loved by God. My body and soul haven't always lived loved. Yeah. That's so much what this is about for me. So when you say that out loud and you own it publicly and it's written down, there's something about alignment mm. that yeah. I sense every time. It's like all the little cogs clicking into place and, I, and it feels good and clear. Mm-hmm. I feel clear when I'm there. Yeah. I might be somewhat afraid. You know, Jesus keeps calling me to places that require courage, but there's this wonderful, beautiful stillness. That I've come to really love. Mm-hmm. And I want to be there. Yep. Because you know who you are, who Jesus says you are, what he's calling you to. Yeah. And so you can show up fully yourself. Yep. Even in the midst of shaky yeah. things going on. Yeah. So I challenge you to know, you know, what's your red shoes? Where do you need to show up and be seen? What's holding you back from that? And what is truth? You might need to go through a lot of healing process to get there. I sure have. Mm-hmm. but it's good. And that's where you want to be. And the crazy thing about it, it's contagious. Mm-hmm. All this risk for me has been so contagious to calling other people. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. And that, that, that gets me excited. Not only is the enemy going down in my life, not today, Satan. Yeah. You know, the world is affected by it. The world around you is affected by it. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets an invitation further up and further in. 